I'm Stacey Harris, and thank you so much for tuning in. This is actually our debut show for Making Connections with Stacey Harris. And I want to clarify, this is not a dating show. This is actually a show about networking. Um, I have been a business owner for the last 11 years in the Woodlands area and um, been in the Woodlands for 12 years total and started my business 11 years ago strictly through word of mouth, just from talking to people from going to networking events, chamber events, um, networking groups, different things like that. And I've been able to build not only one, but two businesses just through the power of networking. And um, so what are my businesses? You're probably wondering, I'll tell you real quick about those. Number one, um, the first business that I started is an image consulting business called Impressions. And what I do is I work with business owners and their sales teams And I help them on training with things such as how to dress for the job, how to make a good first impression and sales skills, and most importantly, networking skills. And um, my second business, because I do believe so much in the power of networking, I actually bought a networking group franchise last year, took a big leap of faith, um, despite what one of my um, one of my guests today said, are you sure you want to do this, Stacy? And um, I said, you know what? I was born to do this. This is what I'm going to do. And um, so I bought a networking group franchise called Network in Action. I've got four groups now that meet in the Woodlands. And basically, you know, when people say, what does that mean? You know, it, it always amazes me that people don't really, there are a lot of business owners out there that don't know what networking is. A lot of corporate people that don't know what networking is. And um, the way I explain it to people is I am a matchmaker for businesses. I meet people, I connect people, and um, I say to them, you know, hey, I've met this person and I think their business would be really complimentary to yours. I think that you two would have a lot in common. And I invite them to be a part of my networking group um, so that they can build relationships and build their businesses together. And It has um, been the funnest year of my life. This last year, I've learned so much, lots of challenges, lots of hills and valleys, but I'm so glad that I did it. So thankful for it. I really am. And um, so that has been just so much fun. And here's the reason why I've called the show Making Connections. And it's, it's really twofold because networking is about connecting and building relationships and getting to know people. And we all want to do business with people that we like and know and trust. But the other reason that I wanted to be um, making connections is because I think that so often we don't realize how our lives are shaped and changed by the people that we meet. And sometimes it's people that we've known for a long time. Uh, Sometimes it's people that we've grown up with. Sometimes it's family members. But a lot of times it's this angel that I believe God puts in our path that says the right thing, that gives you some kind of information that you needed. They point you in the right direction. Um, people that are friends for a season and then they move on and you move on, but your life would never be the same if you had not met that person. And I think a lot of times we just don't realize you think about your parents or a sibling or a spouse um, that how your life would, would not be the same if you hadn't met them. But there are so many people that we meet every single day that really determine the course of our life and our careers and our businesses and our families. So that's what this show is going to be about. I want to introduce all of you on Lone Star Radio that listen in to people that I believe will enrich your life, that you will learn from their experiences, from their businesses, that they'll be able to point you in a direction that maybe you haven't thought of before, um, that you'll make some new friends and be able to reach out to people and build relationships. So that is my goal for the show. And um, I'm really excited about being able to do this. I really appreciate Lone Star Radio 
giving me this opportunity um, to be a part of this. So we are going to, our first guest that I'm going to have today is, his name is Dimitri Chambers. He is a business attorney. Don't worry. He's a business attorney with personality. He's not a typical attorney. You're going to love him. I promise. (laughs) That's the first thing I told him when I met him is you don't act like an attorney. So I know I shouldn't pigeonhole people that way, but no offense to all of you attorneys who are out there. But Dimitri Chambers is uh, one of my favorite people in the whole entire world. And he is my personal business attorney. And so coming up after the commercial, we are going to interview him first. And thanks so much for listening in. Please stay tuned. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Hi, this is Stacey Harris, and you are on Making Connections. And thank you so much again for tuning in. I want to introduce you today to one of the best connections that I have ever made in my life. And his name is Dimitri Chambers. He is a business attorney in the North Houston area. And um, we met through a networking group, which is how I seem to meet most of my peeps that I hang out with. And um, it was a great day when we met. We were just kind of naturally attracted to each other. And um, the first time we met, we just had a great conversation. And and I think he and I both said, okay, we're going to keep in touch. This yes. is a relationship that we're going to continue to build and um, keep growing. So I want to introduce you to Dimitri Chambers. He is Walker and Chambers Law Firm. And Dimitri, just number one, thank you for being on my debut show. Thank you so for much. having me. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, so I want to start out talking about you've had a really interesting life, an interesting path. And so I'd love for you to start out just telling us what made you decide to become an attorney, because I know you decided at a really young age. So what made you decide and who who helped you along that path? What were the connections that you made in your life that helped you to become an an attorney? I was about seven years old, believe it or not, playing in the playground at at, at an elementary school where I'm from in New Mexico. And I just got this overwhelming feeling that you're going to do some great things involving people, helping people resolve problems, mm-hmm. in particular relationship problems. So at the heart of what an attorney does is help people resolve problems, mm-hmm. whether they're problems that have already started or right. avoiding yeah. difficult <laughs> problems. Yes. You're in the middle of a lot of relationships, yes. aren't you? Yes. yes. Yeah. All day long. Yes. Uh-huh. So um, seven years old. I just, there was this weird feeling that I got that said that you're going to be working with people in their problems. By the time I got to 12 years old, I remember me and some other boys had gotten in some trouble. And those were the days when you would get paddlings from the principal Mm -hmm. for getting in trouble at school. And I talked the principal out of paddling all of us. (laughs) And one of the boys in the group said... You're going to be an attorney. attorney. (laughs) (laughs) And then from that point, I remember telling my mother and my mother took me to the only attorney we knew. His name is Sam Solon. He was at the time, I think he was in law school. Mm -hmm. And I remember going to shake his hand and reaching up high. I was 
standing up, looking up to him. And my mother said, this is my son. He's going to be an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> and if mama said it, it was going to happen, right? And it's right? going to happen. Yep. And Sam mentored me mm-hmm. all the way. Uh, when I, I went and got a business degree, he mentored me through college. Mm-hmm. He mentored me to the point of the law school application. Wow. And literally, when I um, had to go speak with the dean, Sam told the dean that I know this young man. I've known him for a long time. He's going to be a good attorney. Mm-hmm. He'll be an asset to the legal community. Wow. And it went from there. That was a great connection yes, that your mom was. made for you, and he wasn't is, it? He and I are still, in fact, Sam actually married me and my wife oh a my few goodness. years after that. Yes. Wow. He, he's a minister. So. And how long have you and Melanie been married? 28 years. 28 yes. years. Yes. I think you should get a medal. Anybody okay. <laughs> that gets past that 25 point, yes. Yes, okay. I do. I do. Well, I'll yeah. tell her. She'll, yes. she'll make me go out Please and get do. a medal. Melanie, we love you. We yes. know you're a good woman. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, okay. So next, tell me, um, tell us a little bit more about your business. Who are the people that you work with and um, who who's a good client for you? That kind of thing. My partner and I, his name is Kenneth Walker. Mm-hmm. We came together in 1996. I had been doing litigation work, primarily business litigation, he had been doing transaction work, corporations, um, setting up uh, various partnerships, mm-hmm. real estate deals, things like that. We brought our practices together because we wanted to deliver the best quality of legal services that we could. So we brought our partnership together in 1996, 21 years ago. Okay. And it so we practiced together in one office in Dallas, Texas until 2008 mm-hmm. when my wife came down with a very serious medical condition. I moved my family to Houston mm-hmm. and I literally worked. We have a hospital bed at the house mm-hmm. and I literally worked off a TV dinner tray next to her bed from around 2009 to around 2014. Mm-hmm. Traveling to Dallas, excuse me, traveling to, well, yes, Dallas and Boston back and forth at various times as we work through the medical situation. Um, the medical situation is now in remission, but we we probably visit the hospital two or three times a year right. in a major life-threatening situation. Right. But I ended up becoming a caregiver and a lawyer at the same time. <laughs> and I think that's yes. why you're a lawyer with such a big heart. Don't you think that that is really, yes. not that you weren't before, but I think you see life a little bit differently after going through that with her. It changed my life. Yeah. Um, seeing, being at the hospital with your wife and knowing that you've got to do the best you can and you got to make the best decision that you can. I took the same thinking into serving clients. Mm-hmm. And I believe that I should wake up every day and give it the best that I have every yeah. day. And then things will be okay. Yeah. Yes. Well, I just want to say, I, I mentioned a little bit before the commercial, but Dimitri was very instrumental um, when I decided to buy my franchise network in action last year. Um, I could not have done it without him because I had never, as a business owner for so many years, it was, I was a one man show. But entering into a franchise, that was a whole different ballgame. And the franchise agreement alone was 111 pages of yes. legal jargon. And so we spent about three days together in his office, him 
walking me through, making sure I understood what I was getting into, what it said. Um, it was so helpful. I learned so much. And um, he has some great seminars that he does as well on different legal topics that have been really a lot of help to me. So I want everybody out there just to know the confidence that that I have in you as an attorney and um, how much of a great help that you have been to me. And it's such a comfort to me to know whenever I do have a legal question or anything like that, that I can call you and I know I'll get a straight answer yes. on that. So I really do appreciate that. The next thing I want us to talk about is, um, like I said, I met Dim Dimitri through networking. And I think a lot of people in your field, in your industry, kind of think, well, if I hang a shingle out there, then people will come. And um, you decided to be a lot more proactive than that and to actually go out and network in the community. And I do think that that's a little unusual for somebody in your profession um, to do that. So what made you decide to use networking as a marketing tool to expand your clientele? Two reasons. <laughs> One is the best time to meet an attorney is when you don't need him. <laughs> <laughs> when you don't yes. need him. Yeah. <laughs> so networking is the best place to do that. That's you true. meet people. Great and point. You may connect with them, have lunch or coffee, but no one needs either one. And mm -hmm. so you and I met the same way. We right. met at we a did. Starbucks. And from that point, you became my marketing person. Mm -hmm. You didn't need me at the time. And we got to know each other. Right. When you did need me, I knew Stacy, mm -hmm. and then I could tailor make a solution just for Stacy. Yeah, I knew your personality. Mm -hmm. I knew when I read that 111 pages, even though you didn't know, I knew okay, Stacy's not going to be comfortable with this provision. I mm -hmm. need to talk to her about that. Right, and then other provisions. I I'd ask you now, can you live with this situation? Right, right. The we started that before we, you ever retained me. Mm -hmm. So one is meeting people without being under pressure. Mm -hmm. It gives the client the best starting point. Second thing is the education that a lawyer gets. Mm -hmm. That's where I learn what business people are thinking about, what they're mm -hmm. struggling with, what's their concerns. Right. And it's industry by industry. Plumbers, um, carpenters, different industries. I get mm -hmm. a chance to really get to know how each type of business works. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's education and opportunity to meet people. Yeah. And through networking, you're just exposed to so many different people that do so many different yes. things. And I think that's what has been of so much value to yes. you, too, is that... Well, um, the next thing I wanted to talk about is um, your family was greatly affected by Hurricane Harvey. Yes. And it was just amazing how, listen, if you meet Dimitri, you're going to love him. That's just a given. But it was so amazing to me how his networking community came together to help him and his family in the situation that they were in. So tell us a little bit about how your home was affected with Harvey and then subsequently what happened, how people reached out to you that were all just your networking contacts. Yes. With my wife's medical condition, we, what we did is when you know something like that is coming, you plan for it. Mm -hmm. My wife actually has a trach in her neck. So I knew that I had to get her out of harm's way. So we planned to stay with some friends in spring. We knew that our house was being flooded because we knew people in the area. When we went back to our home after the hurricane had passed, we found out that our house was flooded twice. Mm. Stove, um, was no longer functionable, and a lot of things just 
didn't work. Most of your major appliances were gone. Yeah. Uh, Most of our furniture gone. And when you have someone who has a medical condition, you've got to get the house clean. Right. Right. Especially a respiratory condition. Yeah. So for the first week, I worked half a days at the house, half a days at the office to get things back together. We're still getting things back together, but it showed me a whole different level of value of being part of a networking group because, mm-hmm. yes, people network for the referrals. They learn and meet people. But you really don't know how valuable these relationships are until you face a crisis. Mm-hmm. People came out of the woodworks offering help, mm-hmm. um, calling me. I got gift cards from people that I never met. Wow. Um, we were um, We got letters and text messages and calls from Mm -hmm. all types of people. In fact, I couldn't say thank you fast enough. (laughs) And and in my life, I believe that um, I need to always be thankful, one, Uh and then always say thank you. When when someone does something for you, you say thank you. But things, good things came our way so fast Mm -hmm. that I had to just go on Facebook. Now, my, my kids know how to do it, but I had to get my daughter to teach me how to do Facebook Live <laughs> and just say thank you to the community. Yeah. So the added value is people know you, they care about you, mm-hmm. and they want to help you get through a situation. Yeah. And I know one of your networking groups that you're a part of, um, that you've been a part of for several years, they even started a GoFundMe page for you um, just to raise yes. funds for immediate needs. And I know you got furniture and yes. appliances and gift you cards. You should have seen and- the look on my wife's face when we were able to go get a new stove. Yeah. Because my wife is the kind of person who, she is the woman of her house. Yes. <laughs> and the stove is a major component of yeah. what my wife does for us as a family. When she could not cook, it, it, really, it really took her for a a. a, a difficult situation. Mm-hmm. I literally was at Home Depot at 6, 6 a.m. because they had one more stove left and wow. I had to get it and rented a truck, got it to the house, and she was at the door oh, <laughs> holding, wow. holding the door open as I walked through. As with, you brought with in the that stove. new stove. Yes. Oh, well, and you just let me yes. know when I can come over for dinner, you, okay? Anytime. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. And I know y'all, you are so deserving of that. Thank and you. And that's a lot of it. It's just uh, you have poured so much into so many people and given them your time and your expertise. Um, I know a lot of times you give a lot of free legal advice just because yes. you care about people. And so... It just goes, it goes back to connections and yes. what goes around comes around. So we're so happy that you and your family are okay and yes. that you are rebuilding. Thank and um, I know that y'all are making the best out of a really hard situation yeah. and just grateful Thank you for you and your friendship. So thank you so much right. for being on here with us today. I really do appreciate it. And um, all right. So next up, please stay tuned. We're going to have Nicole Miner. She is the president and founder of the Pangea Network, a great nonprofit that is, is housed right here in the Woodlands and Conroe area. So stay tuned. We'll talk to you after the break. A Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for summer internship opportunities, Alone Star Community Radio is a great place to grab the mic and be on the air. Alone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world all year round. 
be an on-air personality, talk show producer, or YouTube TV podcast editor. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. everyone thank you again for joining us on making connections with stacy harris and i really hope that you were able to listen to the interview prior to this with business attorney dimitri chambers and next up i have another one of my favorite people and i'm not just saying that it's it is so true her name is nicole minor and nicole her business is based in the woodlands and it's actually i shouldn't call it a business it's actually a nonprofit called the pangea network and Nicole and I were introduced by a mutual friend who had told me for probably close to a year, um, you really need to get to know this lady. And um, and I'm so glad that he persisted and we finally were able to sit down and meet. Um, she is one of my Network in Action members. And uh, I just love that she took this step of faith to join a networking group to promote her nonprofit. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But first, I just want everybody to find out a little bit about you, Nicole personally, and then what inspired you to start this amazing work that you were doing with the Pangea Network? Well, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here on your first debut show (laughs) with Dimitri, too. Um, So, yeah, I I founded the Pangea Network going on 13 years ago, Uh and I always had a passion for understanding different cultures and people, and I would just go through National Geographic magazines and never throw them away. This is before the internet. Um, <laughs> we won't talk about no, the good old days. No, we won't talk about yeah. that. But, um, but, and I always, I had a lot of respect for people that worked in the Peace Corps and spent their time helping other people. Yeah. And so I, I went through college and didn't really know what direction I was heading. Um, and at 21, I had uh, I was diagnosed with a brain tumor, and that sort of shifted everything upside down mm-hmm. for me because all of a sudden you don't know how much longer you have. Right. And I um, I made it through that period and came out the other side of it, and I thought, okay, I've been given a gift of, absolutely of this life, and I better make it worth it. Mm-hmm. And for me, making it worth it meant serving others. And so I, I went back to school and got a master's in international management Mm -hmm. and spent some time in consulting. Um, and, and then I read Muhammad Yunus's book, Banker to the Poor. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, that was a shift for me, the idea of micro lending, giving, uh, women, groups of women loans to help grow their business and lift them out of poverty. Right. And I would devour textbooks for international development and I wasn't taking that class. Mm -hmm. And to me, that was this, okay, this is what I'm supposed to to be doing. This is the direction I'm heading. And um, I had a a very dear person in my life say, well, why don't you start your own organization? Mm -hmm. And I, my immediate reaction to that was, I can't do that. I'm not qualified to do that. Mm-hmm. I, and, but it was that seed that was planted and someone believing in me than that I could do it. Yeah. 
And I started writing and reading and talking to people, talk about networking. I reached Mm -hmm. out to anybody and everybody who was already working in the field of international development, Mm -hmm. nonprofit work. And I became fearless because this is my, my passion. Mm -hmm. And I knew it was my purpose. Yeah. And so after meeting people, researching, I, um, I made several trips to, before I even filed the paperwork to see, is this a viable, um, idea, Mm -hmm. you know, empowering women through education Uh and then, um, revolving funds to help them grow businesses. And I, uh, I then, I met local women on the ground in Mm -hmm. different areas and, in Kenya, I clicked with a woman. Her name's Dorothy Ombajo. Uh-huh. And we shared that same passion and vision for helping women. And we sort of have built our model from the ground up. Mm-hmm. And and that includes uh, working with groups of women who are on average living off of less than $2 a day. Wow. And we partner with these groups of women, mm-hmm. 20 to you know 35 women average per group. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a four-year period, wow. which is a really long time that is. in nonprofit work. Uh-huh. Uh, but we feel that that's what it takes for sustainable change. Change and growth. And growth. Mm-hmm. And so the first six months is all education-based. Uh, we teach human rights, leadership, basic business skills, bookkeeping, health and nutrition, and personal development. Mm-hmm. And most of these women have had no formal education or right. very little but they're some of the smartest people I know. They mm-hmm. just haven't been given access. Right. And so what our team does is give them access to this information mm-hmm. and and that changes their families' lives. And most of the majority of the women we partner with are the breadwinners for their mm-hmm. families. Right. And so after the six months, they graduate, we provide revolving funds, and now they can grow their business. Mm-hmm. So we have a woman in Nairobi as an example who she sells fish. And before the training uh, and the revolving funds, she was selling maybe 40 fish a day. Mm. Um, Her children were not all in school. And after the training, we we do customer service, the importance of of customer service. Uh She um, is selling 200 fish a day. She has loyal customers that come to her every day because she knows she's going to have the best quality. She's going to have the right sizes of fish. Uh And um, all of her kids are in school. So now in Kenya, they have to pay to send their children to school, correct? Correct. Tell us a little bit about that real quick. Yeah. So in in Kenya, education is not free Mm -hmm. like it is here. Primary school is considered free, Mm -hmm. but you have to buy the uniform. You have to buy the shoes. Mm -hmm. You have to buy books. You have to pay for exams. And and then secondary or high school education is not free. So you have on average about 50% of kids in Kenya, Mm -hmm. only 50% making that transition from eighth grade to To ninth grade. Okay. So we also have a program that um, provides scholarships to students in Kenya. Mm -hmm. We have 35 students in that program, ranging in age from second grade up Mm -hmm. to university. Okay. Um, It amazes me how little money you actually need to really change somebody's life. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, as little as Nicole and I have talked about this, as little as 
$25 a month as a sponsor, you can literally help a woman mm-hmm. feed her family and start a business and yeah. grow. Yeah. And that's through the power of her own work. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it, on average, it's $25 a mm-hmm. month for a woman in our program. Yeah. In that four year period, because we do two rounds of, of revolving funds mm-hmm. that are 18 months. Okay. After the six months education. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't take much. And mm-hmm. they are incredibly hardworking yeah. women who, and and that's for the Pangea Network, that sustainable change is mm-hmm. because they're the ones doing the hard work, mm-hmm. right? We're not doing it for them. We just provide the education and the resources and mm-hmm. they make it happen. Right. And um, so I want to talk about a little bit about Dorothy, who is your Kenya connection. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, Nicole. For the most part, you're over you're here in the States yes. running the nonprofit from this end. And then yes. Dorothy is in Kenya yes. running it from her end, which, um, I mean, it just kind of goes back to you. I'd love to find out how did y'all meet? And then, you know, how did that partnership form? Yes. Mm-hmm. So we met through a mutual friend. Uh, I had traveled to Kenya with uh, an organization who was already working in Kenya. And she was actually, she's an attorney Mm -hmm. by education. Another nice attorney, Another wonderful attorney, (laughs) yes. And she was helping this organization with some purchasing of land Uh over there. And so, and she was working in Kibra, which is one of the largest informal settlements in in Kenya, it's in Nairobi, uh, helping with legal aid. So there was an office of human rights that she was helping out with and she was doing a training. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, can I come and sit in on, on your training? And it just, we clicked Mm -hmm. and we had lunch afterwards and I shared the vision of the Pangea network, Mm -hmm. focusing on women, empowering through education and, and revolving funds. And, and so we decided to partner with the Office of Human Rights for a year, mm-hmm. and we worked with 70 HIV-positive women okay. in teaching uh, at first home-based care mm-hmm. and and then realizing, okay, they need business skills. They need mm-hmm. to be able to earn money. And, and so it just sort of evolved from there. Mm-hmm. And then Dorothy said, I want to work with the Pangea Network full-time. And, and it's been a beautiful partnership ever since. And, and we now have, um, six full-time equivalent staff Mm -hmm. in Kenya, um, an office in Nairobi, and we have just an incredible team there. So I, I go to Kenya once a year Mm -hmm. uh, for about three weeks and visit the team and visit the women and, and uh, they're doing an incredible job and they're, it's all local Kenyan women who are leading this. Mm -hmm. And that's what I wanted Mm -hmm. uh, because I want Kenyan women to see Kenyan women. It's more sustainable that way. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's been beautiful. And, and then in 2012, I really felt like we needed to work where we live Mm -hmm. also. And so, um, looking at sort of our model in Kenya, what can you, what can we transfer here and we started our Young Women's Leadership Challenge, mm-hmm. which is for high school girls here in Texas. Yep. 
And it's a year-round program that starts with a six-day conference mm-hmm. for high school, sophomore, juniors, and seniors. And it's um, every day of the conference has a different theme from leadership, global citizenship, uh, self-esteem, body image, building mm-hmm. building confident leaders, mm-hmm. and getting them to recognize the power that they have mm-hmm. at whatever age they are, no yes. matter their background, who and where they're from, mm-hmm. that they can affect change mm-hmm. and positive change. And so we have great speakers come from all different professions. Our our panel in Houston this summer. We had a NASA physicist, we had an FBI agent, we had an organic farmer who mm-hmm. didn't go to college until she was in her 40s. Oh, wow. And a woman who works for the Houston Endowment for the Arts. So just all beautiful, divergent messages. Mm-hmm. And and for these young women to hear from them and hopefully maybe avoid some of the pain that we experienced. Uh-huh. Um, and, and just... The the amazing thing is the messaging is all sort of the same. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, go out and network. Yes, and meet people. Uh-huh. Don't be afraid to reach out to talk to people. To talk to people. Ask questions. Ask questions. Uh-huh. And and also, you're going to have to work really hard, mm-hmm. but find something you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. And and work hard, but also don't forget to have fun. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, it is amazing work that Pangea does. And uh, recently you had a gala. This was your big fundraiser for the year. Mm -hmm. It just happened to be two weeks after Hurricane Harvey hit. Yes. And so I know there was a lot of angst about having a fundraiser right after the hurricane because there's so much local need and Mm -hmm. people were giving to that, which was, you know, what needed to be done. Um, But you went ahead because of the passion that you have, the arrangements that have been made. Mm -hmm. um, You went ahead with the gala and had great success that came from it, which I think really speaks to um, the heart that people feel when they find out about Pangea Network and what it does. So Tell us just real quickly um, the funds that you were able to raise and um, just kind of a little synopsis of that evening. Yes, yes. It was uh, it was a challenge to, to have it at that time. But our theme, even prior to Harvey for this year, has been resilience. Mm-hmm. And so we thought, okay, what better way to be resilient than to move ahead? Move ahead. And, and so our goal really was, okay, we want people to have a wonderful time. You know, my, I have family who was affected by the floods and they were there and their neighbors whose house was flooded, they came. Let's Mm -hmm. give people a chance to forget about that Mm -hmm. and have a wonderful evening and share and celebrate, Mm -hmm. um, helping and serving others. And, uh, it, I just was so grateful for the turnout Mm -hmm. for having people show up Uh and, Network in Action showed up in a major way. Um, That was a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. um, to have those people there who really went out of their way to Mm -hmm. support the organization and me. And uh, we had um, a goal set for the evening. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we originally had set our goal a little bit smaller. Mm -hmm. And then this was before Harvey board said, no, we need to make this goal bigger, uh-huh. pushing us to think bigger. Yep. And, 
And so we exceeded our fundraising from last year by over 60%. Good for you. It was, it was incredible. It was a great night. It was a great night. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Okay. Hang on. When we come back from the commercial, um, I want Nicole to finish telling you a little bit about um, the gala and who her MC is for the gala. It's an incredible connection that she has. So I want us to be sure and talk about that. So be sure um, hang with us and we will see you right after the commercial break. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. You are listening to Making Connections with Stacey Harris. And I have here as my guest, Nicole Miner. She is with the Pangea Network, which is a nonprofit that benefits women in Kenya. It helps them with microloans so that they're able to support their families and businesses, but also has a local program as well that um, she does through Rice University to help and empower young women. And uh, so we were talking about before the commercial break about her gala that she just had um, a little less than two weeks ago. It was on September 16th. And um, at the gala, I was just so amazed by the turnout and the people that were there and how excited and passionate they are about what Nicole is doing. It really is a cause and you're getting a lot of followers with it. And um, so we had a whole table of our Network in Action members that were there, which was so much fun. Um, She had some of her young ladies that were there from that went through the program this summer Mm -hmm. and uh, three of them spoke. And at my table, we were all moved to tears like the (laughs) the message that they that they had, the things that they said about how empowered they felt. Um, there was one one young lady that talked about how she didn't really know who she was. And now she had her identity. She knew what she wanted to do. She felt fearless. And it just gave everybody goosebumps. Like, it's just yeah. girl power. Yeah. It's just girl power. When I talk to my eight-year-old niece, mm-hmm. I try to have conversations with her like that because I don't want her to ever feel like she has any limits of any kind in yeah. front of her. And so... What we heard from those young women was just, it was, it was goosebumps, all of us, goosebumps and tears, but the best kind. Um, I think one of the neatest things about your gala is the gentleman who you have that comes and emcees it for you every year. His name is Will Forte, and I'll let you tell a little bit about him, but I bet some of you that are listening are going to recognize that name and him being your emcee. It's a huge it's a huge draw mm-hmm. for this event every year, yeah. um, but he's a connection you made in college. Yes. Right? Yes, so he, tell us about Will Forte. So Will Forte and I have been friends since, um, I believe, freshman year of college. We both went to UCLA, mm-hmm. and he is just one of the kindest people I know. He's genuine, and he hasn't changed a bit. So he was on Saturday Night Live for mm-hmm. eight years. Uh-huh. Uh, he's a writer. He started uh-huh. out as a writer on David Letterman and went on to Saturday Night Live. And now he has his own show, The Last Man on Earth. And he just is a very busy person. Uh-huh. 
but always makes time for this. He said, I'm never giving up my MC job oh. with this gala. <laughs> and he won't let me pay for his ticket. He won't let me do anything. He just, It's a gift. He Yes. Good for him. And so this we have a live auction item of a day on the set with Will Forte and um it it didn't include airline tickets mm-hmm. and he's reading the description in front of everybody he said he looks at me so are there airline tickets in this i said no he said okay i will pay for first class tickets for this item yes it was it was incredible oh my goodness and yes the crowd went wild yes the yeah. crowd went wild <laughs> people are standing up cheering it was yes. just amazing and then yeah. there was a this so this is the best part of the night y'all there was a bidding war mm-hmm. over his auction item over being able to fly to LA have a day with him be and on karaoke the set with Will. Karaoke, karaoke with him with all this kind of stuff so there was a bidding war between the family that got it last year and then a new family is that right? Was it the family that had they it didn't last get year? it last year? No. Oh, they so did. Both it. Okay. Knew, uh, they one were both family is, is has been around with Pangea for many, many years. Okay. And a couple who are brand new to come to the event. Yeah. So there was a bidding war, and it got up over twenty thousand yes. dollars for this. And Will stepped in like at the last minute and said, "I will donate a duplicate." trip like so I'll do this twice Mm -hmm. I'll host a family you get Mm -hmm. to spend the day with me on the set we go do karaoke together I pay for your flight um if if both of you you know if I do that will both of you still pay 20 plus thousand dollars 21,000 21,000 to and so immediately um they said yes both families agreed to that so they raised $42,000 on this one auction item from Will Forte. And this goes back to a college connection, yes. you know, a friend yes. from college. So that's yeah. just, you know, I love that story. Yeah. I love that story. All right. Well, I know we're running out of time, but real quickly, it's it's not um, always, it's not very often that you come across a, a nonprofit being a part of a networking group. Mm-hmm. So tell me what made you... Um, decide to join a networking group and um, what have the benefits been that you have found from from networking and building Pangea? So you know it's sort of a problem when someone says to you oh the Pangea network that's the best kept secret around Mm -hmm. you know it means you're not getting the word out there right we're not not visible awareness awareness Uh and I um I would describe myself as an extroverted introvert Mm mm-hmm so I, I would too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so walking into a room full of people I don't know is not easy for uh-huh. me. It's outside my comfort zone, which I've been a lot over the last 13 years. Yep. Um, but I just, when, when our Michael, our friend who introduced us, uh-huh. talked about NIA and I met you, I just thought, okay, I can do this. I can do this. This feels right. It feels there. It's a very thoughtful networking group mm-hmm. and the people are hand selected. Mm-hmm. And I, it just felt like an honor to be a part of this group. Mm-hmm. And the people that I met on the very first meeting as a guest, mm-hmm. I thought, okay, I, I, I need to do this. Yeah. And it has, it's been one of the best decisions I've made. Truly, uh, one to get to be around you more, oh, meet people like you. Dimitri and <laughs> And just uh, really wonderful people. Mm-hmm. So I I would say it has helped 
a great deal. Uh, and and just as I said, with the, the gala, mm-hmm. having a table of members there, some who I hadn't really even talked to that much. Right. Who came to support the work that mm-hmm. we do. And that that really meant a lot to me. And members donating for the the silent auction mm-hmm. and the the wine pull and and all that yeah. just going out of their way to help was was mm-hmm. really humbling. So yeah, I think that's one of the best parts about networking and and one of the biggest surprises to me when I started networking is. Um, I remember the very first networking group I went to, they called each other family. And I was like, I think that's taken it a little bit too far. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure about that, but it didn't take too long for me to figure out that is really what it becomes. If you are a good networker, if you are consistent um, in building those relationships and getting to know people and coming and coming at it from a perspective of, I just want to get to know these people, not I'm trying to sell them or recruit them or, um, talk them into doing something that they don't really want to do, but I just really want to get to know this person, you know, um, that I think it's just invaluable and the friendships that you make that just become so close. And, and I know that my, my very closest friends are all people, you know, when my husband and I moved here 12 years ago, neither one of us knew a soul, nobody at all. And that was the first time in my life that I had ever moved somewhere. And I had not one connection. There was nobody for me to call and say, hey, where do you go to church? Mm -hmm. Or who's your doctor? Where do you get your hair done? You know, anything (laughs) like that. All the very important life decisions you need to make when you move somewhere new. You know, nail salon, that's a big (laughs) one. I had to go to total strangers (laughs) and ask them where they got their nails done so that I could find a place to go. And um, and so networking was like my lifeline and in building relationships and friendships and so it's just been amazing to me, you know, the people that you meet along the way, it's kind of like what Dimitri was saying at the beginning of the show, there are, when we met each other, we didn't really need each other, mm-hmm. but we just got to know each other. But then man, when I needed an attorney, I needed an attorney and I needed somebody that I could trust. And um, when you made this decision to become a part of Network in Action, Nicole, um, that was an investment for you, you know, not only of your time, but finances as well. And you are accountable. It's a little bit different, you know, with Dimitri and I, our businesses, we, we make the decisions. We call the shots for the most part. You answer to a board of directors. Yeah. You have people that you're accountable, you know, every single penny that you spend. Yeah. And so I just love that you took that leap of faith to become a part of a networking group to expand the awareness about Pangea and what you're doing. And, and I know it's paying off. I know it's going to pay off even more because, you know, you are such a relationship person. So Um, we, as far as getting in touch with either Dimitri or Nicole, if any of y'all are interested in that, your website for Pangea is is the Pangea network. Okay.org. So T H E P A N G E A network.org. Okay. And Dimitri to get in touch with you. Walkerchambers.com. Walker and walkerchambers.com. Yes. Okay. Got it. Walkerchambers.com. So if either one of you want to reach out to these wonderful folks, their websites, uh, nothing would make me happier than that. And um, I know that you will be thrilled that you did ask them to have a cup of coffee with you. And I promise you will walk away friends with both of them. Um, I'm so grateful to both of y'all for being here. And um, thank you so much for sitting in with me on my debut show. It's given me a lot of comfort to look at two faces that I know love me, right? <laughs> I'm honored to be <laughs> yes, here. Yes, it's an honor. Thank you. Yes. So thank you so much um, to our audience for listening in. We hope that this show has been a benefit to you. And I just want to challenge everybody this week. 
as you're walking around, as you meet people, as you talk to people who encourage you, who give you information that you have a just take a moment to um, have some gratitude for those angels that are in your path and for those people that make a difference in your life. Yeah. Hope everybody has a great week. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respective video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936-647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas, at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.